praised God like no other man. He slayed a giant, but he laid with another man's wife. We are talking about King David today, and we will see how he taught us about true repentance. My name is Stephanie Wright. Let's get started. Almost everyone knows who King David of the Old Testament is. He is most famously known as the young man who slayed the giant Goliath. 1 Samuel chapter 17. God said he was a man after his, God's, own heart. 1 Samuel 13 verse 14 and Acts chapter 13 verse 22. King David was so in love with God, he danced to God's praise in an undignified manner for a king. 2 Samuel chapter 6 verse 14 and 21 to 22. Yet for all the love and passion he had for God, David could not keep from sinning against his God. But David also knew how to repent when he sinned. And David also taught us a few things about repentance. Before we go on about David, let me say this. Repentance is a really big deal to God. Of course it is. That's why God gave Jesus to die for our sins and resurrected him to life so we would have the right to repent. You see, until Jesus died and gave his life as the sacrifice for our sins, our repentance, our saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to God, meant absolutely nothing. God wasn't even hearing us. He had earplugs in his ears. If God needed a hearing aid, which he does not, he would have turned it all the way down. Before Jesus died as the sacrifice for our sins, God was throwing his hand up and saying, Stop, I am not listening to your pathetic I'm sorry's. But after Jesus died and shed his blood for our sins, God's ears and his heart were open to our cries of repentance. Jesus' death completely canceled the penalty we owed to God for our sins. The cancellation of that penalty through his shed blood is what is known as the remission of sins. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 reads, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is no remission. Luke chapter 3 verse 3 says, And he came into all the country about Jordan, preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. Let's talk about how we are impacted by King David's repentance. I have decided not to spend a lot of time on King David and Bathsheba, but instead I encourage you to read 1 Samuel chapter 12. Here is an abbreviated version of that chapter. Basically, King David slept with Bathsheba, who was another man's wife, and Bathsheba got pregnant. Bathsheba's husband was Uriah the Hittite, one of David's mighty men, who was off fighting David's war against their enemy, the Ammonites. David ordered Uriah into the heat of battle, and Uriah was killed. David married Bathsheba, and they tried to make it appear as if the pregnancy happened after they were married and, naturally, after Uriah was killed. But one day, Nathan the prophet shows up with a message from God. God saw what you did and knows everything. 
Then, Nathan, figuratively speaking, heaps coals of fire on David's head by reminding David of all that God has done for him. God, through Nathan, speaks. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul, and I gave you your master's house and his wives and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that wasn't enough, I would have given you more. So why have you despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your wife. Not to mention you killed him with the sword of the enemy, the children of Ammon. Paraphrased from 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. Nathan goes on to tell David that he will be punished for his sin, that there will be no peace in his home, and he will suffer a great humiliation, greater than Uriah suffered. David's wives will lie openly with his neighbors. And finally, Nathan tells David the child he fathered with Bathsheba would die. Wow. Upon hearing this, David repents immediately. This is the first lesson of repentance we learn from David. Don't wait to say you are sorry. The longer we wait, the more difficult it is to repent. David then goes on a fast for the child in the hope that God will change his mind about the child dying. This is another lesson we learn from David. Fasting with repentance shows God our sincerity. It might not change his mind, but then again, it might. It did not in David's case because the child did die. But there are other accounts in the Bible where God did change his mind. One example was the evil king Ahab, who fasted and prayed after God said, he was going to kill him. God changed his mind and let Ahab live, although his kingdom was eventually destroyed. First Kings chapter 21 verses 20 through 28. Lesson three, God's forgiveness is in itself a blessing, but he blesses in other ways when we repent. Although Bathsheba's son died, God gave her and David another son named Solomon who penned the books of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon. Also, God blessed David to write other psalms, one of the most famous being Psalm 51. This psalm was written in penitence or to show sorrow and regret for his wrongdoing, adultery, murder, and most of all, the occasion it gave to God's enemies to mock God and mock David. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 14. There are plenty of other lessons we can learn from David's repentance. For now, let's close by remembering our God is good and gracious. He loves us, but he hates sin and an ungrateful heart. He expects us to repent when we sin and fall short of those standards which he has empowered us to live by through the Holy Spirit. But when we do repent, 
God says our sins are forgiven and forgotten. They are as far as east is from west. Psalm 103 verse 12. They are cast into the depths of the sea. Micah chapter 7 verse 19. And if we confess our sins with repentance, he is faithful and just to forgive them and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. You don't have to be royalty like David to repent. If you do not know Jesus or you have fallen short of what God expects of you, simply say, I'm sorry, with a sincere heart and receive God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice for your sins and shortcomings. Then God transforms you or restores you to your divine royal status. Because 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We will close with a few verses from Psalm 51. But before we go to Psalm 51, let me say this. Although David and Bathsheba's first baby did not live, David had the confidence in knowing that the baby was with God. For he said in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23, I shall go to him, referring to the baby, but he shall not return to me. I hope this is a comfort to those of you who have lost babies or lost a child, regardless of the circumstances. Your child is with the Lord. Now, let's read those verses from Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according unto the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with your free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. Now, let's go to Apostle Charles to close us out. God bless you. If you have an experience that you would like to share or you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, please visit us on Facebook at CGM Podcast International. Our handle, the symbol at CG Missions, can be used to reach us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Again, that is 
the symbol at CG Missions for Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Also, you can go to our website to access all episodes by category, which is cgmissions.com forward slash podcast. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time, Charles George Missions Incorporated is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Thank you.